We're interviewing rappers today. Skirt. So there's going to be more occurs. <laughs> That's the whitest occur. The point is that you should uh, listen to today's podcast, but you should also be pre-warned that there are some F-words and like language and stuff that wouldn't normally be on the podcast. So enjoy or don't. We're definitely... (laughs) Just start the pod, Zach. Just start the pod. It's going to be fine. Might be familiar. Chris Talent with two L's. Which, they better have talent if if their last name is Talent. No one whose last name is Talent has ever been talented. Especially No, and I'm concerned... They're, they got a lineup like it's a fucking music festival. It's a Tuesday night comedy set. Like, what the hell? Outside in the random park area. Out, outdoor comedy. Well, no, yeah, and you have to pay $15. Like, someone's walking by, they're like, sir, sir, did you pay for this? No, cover your ears. Cover your ears right now. You scared the cat away. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. I didn't know I had to pay him. Like, come on. Umi, you gotta pay rent, brother. <laughs> it's still really cracking up. You guys remember, like, when everything started opening back up, there was a cat who they found on, uh, fuck, I feel bad. I remember the name of the field, but our baseball field. Course Stadium or whatever it is now. Yeah. There was a cat that ended up was just, like, chilling. Yeah, and they it was a the cat was bewildered. And it's like, you know that cat's just been coming here for the past three months, like... Just chilling in this empty ass stadium, and then out of nowhere, he shows up one day, and there's just thousands of people. He's like, "What are y'all doing in my litter box?" <laughs> Excuse me, sirs. All y'all in my seats, okay? Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the freaking epic podcast. I think we're gonna actually attempt it now. Um, we've been having technical difficulties for seven hours sitting on the couch here, so. We are now um, mildly buzzed off of Corona Refresca Moss. Uh, I'm here in the studio, uh, living room, with... Dirty Des. Dirty Des. Is that your name? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Des, but I'm a little dirty, too, so... Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that is not what you introduced yourself to. Yes. No, no, I go by Des. <laughs> I, you're not, again, not what, you, not what I was... Yeah, no, no, so no, that's like... What I use, you know, for podcasts and performing and whatnot. Okay, okay. So that's yeah, your it's an ac- So it's an acronym. It stands for Dreams Eventually Succeed. And it's okay. also the initials of my deceased uncle who, like, oh, inspired me, you know, with yeah. all of my passions and whatnot. So and it's if name I, I carry. If I call you by your real name, will you? Like, no, no, I, I won't. I won't. Freak are you out. are you on uh, like some sort of um, undercover thing? <laughs> you, no, no, it's protection. Cool. You, don't, you don't even actually know how uh, my name's spelled because it's spelt weird. So we're, we're fine. Okay, so <laughs> no one's so tracking me. That's the guy I've I've met as Dom. <laughs> uh, dirty desk. Uh, my name is uh, El Jefe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, uh, this is gonna this is gonna go so well tonight. Uh, what's up, man? Uh, so I know your name, but you might as well introduce yourself because I'm I'm not confident in you. I'm Jared Combs. But y'all may or may not know me as Jay Lost Prophet or Death Kaleidoscope, Rottweiler, <laughs> Slim Jesus' dog father, also Slim Big Wood, and or Mister Snag Your Wife. I cannot tell <laughs> if you are joking. I don't think you are. All aliases he has gone by. 
But okay. for music Wait, and, and Jennifer J Law, Jennifer Jay- Lawrence's <laughs> husband, is that who your name was? Jay Law's prophet. Uh, oh, Slim Jesus' dog's godfather. What yeah. is happening? I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. I uh, damn. But yeah, so if you know if you know my music or my Instagram or or on podcasts, I'm Jay Law's prophet. Jerry Tyler Combs, if you happen to know me any other way else or want to look at my Wikipedia, that is now, you know, huge. You got a Wikipedia? I better. That's after a this, dream. After this, I'm Well, yeah, after this, it, it's yeah. just going to be a list of I'm your names. It, I'm going to be freaking. Do you not make it in life <laughs> like you have a Wikipedia? If I make my True. own, does that put me ahead of everyone else? Yeah. Yeah, it counts. I mean, it, it's. Because no one knows, right? It's like all anonymous yeah. or whatever. No, no, it's not anonymous. They can see who edited it, but no one cares. And everyone's assumed. Everyone assumes you made it yourself yeah, or your mom true. made it for you. Like, if you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom! You know how I say do anything for me? Listen, you gotta hop on Wikipedia. I need mom, another. no, no, it's like you look yourself up, your eyes on Wikipedia, and you call your mom and be like, Mom, did you make a Wikipedia for me? <laughs> yeah, it was for your birthday. It was gonna be a surprise. How do you know it was me? <laughs> you listed all my allergies. <laughs> 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 and all the girlfriends that she really really liked that you just yeah, didn't yeah, say yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so having all these names, is it safe to say that you are a rapper? I mean, I'm a many things. Um, uh, a candy rapper is one of them. Okay. Okay. Skittles. Yeah. So what you're saying is, if you eat Skittles, you are wrapped around them. Of course. Of course. Okay. You know, so I'm, are we not all candy wrappers? And yes. And by the same, same thought, keto? we're all. I mean. There's, I'm sure there's keto friendly. No, no, candy. there's keto candy. As the one who's formerly on keto. Oh, dirty yeah. desk, also known as the dirty keto desk. Keto. Tell us about keto. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. I shouldn't say it sucks. I lost over 150 pounds. Okay, a lot that, of weight. Yeah, so, lost 150 pounds. It's pretty yeah. awesome, but uh, potatoes are pretty awesome as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, candy, yeah. So the only candy I've ever found that is keto-friendly that you can find in a grocery store is Sprouts, and sometimes King Supers will have them, and they're called, like, Smart something or whatever, like Smart yeah. Sugar or yeah. whatever. And they're keto, but not really. So without going into all the deep dives, because keto yeah. is just a whole thing, you yeah. try to stay under 30 net carbs sure. in a single bag of these candies, and it's it's a tiny-ass bag. Like, I would say half the portion of what you get in a bag of Sour Patch Kids oh, or gotcha, something. Gotcha. But it'll be you a sour gummy. where you put in a quarter, you yeah, get yeah. some candy. It's kind of like that. Yeah. And it'll be like 2 to $3, depending on where you get it. And it's just like a single-serving bag. It'll have like anywhere from 100 to 200 calories, and it'll be like six net carbs. Which that doesn't oh, sound yeah. like a lot, but when you're trying to stay under when 30, that's a fifth of your daily total, yeah. And I think most people candy. most people stay at 23. But anyway, this isn't really a podcast about keto. So. <laughs> but I'm letting you know, the candy <laughs> does exist. Yeah. We're, okay. We will have our side podcast, the Keto Hour. Um, <laughs> that's recording daily at 5 keto p.m. Keynote every Monday. You know. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're streaming live well, okay, on Twitch. We just can't <laughs> add another K to that because then the acronym takes <laughs> over. Then we have a lot of issues that we don't want to be involved with whatsoever. Yeah, I mean... We uh, don't endorse that. No, we, we do not endorse that. I'd like to officially point out that the Freaking Epic podcast does not endorse the KKK. <laughs> I, I hope that didn't need to be said, but uh, just in case... In case you're wondering. Yeah. Um, now you know the stance. <laughs> now you know the stance. We don't endorse puppy kicking either. No. Um, uh, so, 
What's up, guys? Uh, so anyway, you're like, uh, I met this guy. I met Jared in a hot tub. Yes, yes. It was very interesting. It's probably the first time I've been in a hot tub and not talking to a girl, but to another guy. I was like, yeah. chatting enough about like rap and shit like that. I yeah. was like, all right, you know. <laughs> all right, we're going to be on each other's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be good. Uh, so what's your, like, yeah. like, what's your kind of primary thrust? What do you want to actually do? Everything, I guess. Um, I, I understood. I, I just I understand like, that. Um, I, I just like the, the performance aspect of things, um, and that's what really gets me going. Um, yeah, really gets you going, eh? Yeah, anything with a microphone, especially like stage work, like fun yeah. on stage, whether it's music or acting or soon to be stand up. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, nice, I'm dude. fucking. Dude, let me know when you do. Dude, yeah, I'll, I, I'll I'll get up a set again. Dude, how long have you been uh, um, off of uh, stand up? I ha- I've done one in the last five years, and then before that, I was I was doing it. I don't know, ten twenty times a year. See, I'm trying to get into that a little bit. Like me and my um, me and his brother actually, um, Alex. We um, we've been doing sets inside of our our studio. Oh, um, okay, that's just, that's killer. If you're yeah. actually doing sets, number one thing to help you on stage. Well, actually, number. Number one is do that while recording it on your phone. Yeah. And then watch it and then do it again. Yeah, because what I've been doing is just hooking up um, a microphone. I actually just got a brand new handheld microphone, so oh, I'm nice. super fucking stoked on it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of running out of recording the thing. So at the very least, we're just getting used to like, you know, um, kind of setting things yeah. up and, and recording. And for, especially for my buddy, because he's um, his brother. Um, he's so new to like the whole recording thing. He's still getting used to like his voice, yeah, um, like, stage presence and yeah. stuff like that. Like I'm a theater nerd, so like or, I wouldn't say nerd, I guess, but I'm I'm really into yeah. all the things. Um, but um, so I'm I'm used to like that stage kind of presence in general. Like I feel comfortable, yeah. But for him, like um, for instance, like he'll be working on a thing, but he'll be looking at me the entire time he's doing a set and everything. I'm like, bro, this isn't a conversation. Yeah. Like I get yeah. it, kind of personalized, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and I feel like, you know, you always resort back to your training whenever you go to the yeah, practice so that you have, you're, you're right there. And so you also want to re, uh, when you like do the rehearsal, do your practice, never stop. So if something yeah. happens in the middle, just pretend it's real and you have to make up some joke about and it. You gotta go with how, it. if you, if, even if you train yourself in your practice to stop anytime, mm-hmm. when it happens in real life, you're going to stop. Yeah. You got to. Show must go on. Yeah, and it's kind of like um, something I just thought of, so maybe it's not comprehensive, but it's kind of like um, a river, and if you stop everything, you're like a beaver building a dam, and yeah. now this village can't get water. Huh. The village can't too. get the water of your wisdom. Hey! It's uh, profound uh, out here. Man. Damn, that's profound. <laughs> damn. Des, what about you? Uh, you know, I'm just more of a content creator, artist, in a various sense. I started early on with Jay, you know, just making music. Exactly. And since from then, you know, I still dabble in that and whatnot, but I'm really into, I have a lot of thoughts in my head and opinions and maybe not all of them are the best, but I like to get them out there, you know, yeah. I like to have those hot takes and just a voice because the world's a crazy place. The world's a crazy place. I, I have a lot of thoughts on it. So whether it's in pop culture or music or in comedy or any of that, I just love to discuss it with the homies. Yeah, and, and so basically, you you want to give yourself kind of a platform to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I, well, I mean, oh, I've already agreed to. Oh well, I've already forced my way onto your basketball <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we call it a ISO plays. Oh, I like yeah. that. ISO. That's yes. good. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. No, and then it, it's a little confusing, but it's just going back to the music thing. Like, I, I'm obs- my favorite thing when it comes to music is like wordplay and whatnot. Yeah. And so it's spelled I like an eyeball. ISO plays instead of it being like ISO, like oh, isolation. I get you. I get you. Just 
because I want it to be something a little bit different. Yeah. Slash nothing would piss me off if I get to a point where, you know, I have a couple hundred subscribers and there's another dude who goes by ISO, spelled ISO. Yeah. And you have to, like, try to rebrand your name. and Yeah. Because nothing's... We've had that issue where you come up with an awesome name for something and then you find yeah. out someone else... Even if they're not big, like, and yeah. you don't want to step on that dude's toes. Yeah, it's our original um, podcast for it's it's me, him, our friend Bergie, and um, his brother Alex um, huh. running podcast. And originally we were calling it Spit Take. Yeah, it's all you know, super loose and kind of yeah. whatever. And um, our kind of goal is like, yo, like I'm gonna say something either ridiculous or so funny, like just in the middle of it. It's just gonna yeah. happen. Someone's gonna spit take their vape or their like drink or whatever. And then as we're looking through stuff, we're like, ah, oh, you know, it's kind of like a. A normie kind of term, like a lot yeah. of people use it. There's other couple spit takes. There's like sports things that use it. We're like, like we'll call it Good Day Game Podcast because that's our game. thing, yeah. and like, you know, it's a little bit more easily marketable. As yeah, it's it's much easier if you can actually find it when you Google it. Yeah, exactly. We did that. My old improv group was Improvisaurus, and uh, there was apparently another group in Atlanta called Improvisaurus. So bitch, but but. We had the website. I didn't know oh. they were there because I, all I do is go on GoDaddy, and yeah. if the website is free and no one exists, no, then they don't exist. You're, I'm sorry. A good website for that is, um, and everyone else listening, Namecheck. Um, N-A-M-E-C-H-C-K, I think it is, but you can go through a bunch of different websites and um, user handles off of like Instagram and Twitter oh. and YouTube and everything, and it'll let you know if it's been um, utilized. And also, um, TubeBuddy and... Video VidIQ, um, they're two extensions that you can use for YouTube. Yeah, um, you can type in usernames and keywords and stuff like that, and it'll let oh. you know how common it is, how searchable it is, how many other people may or may not have that kind of um, that headline or that tag or that name. As I well. like that. Do you I- think Namecheck spelled it that way without the e because they forgot to name check and someone already had that domain? <laughs> <laughs> the irony. <laughs> Oh, that's that's headcanon. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I'm accepting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm convinced. <laughs> I love that. So, okay, so you do you do the podcast. You do two podcasts, and then you also do you produce the beats or no? I I just you know we'll hop on stuff. I'll freestyle with them. You know, occasionally yeah. I get recruited for a verse or two. I have hella songs I need to re-record. Jason, yeah, slacking that are some of my own like solo stuff. Absolute, yeah, absolute. I have a song called Absolute, and uh, I don't know, my rap, and that's why I said, like, Dirty Deaths, like, I definitely get a little bit more on, like, that raunchy, like, dark side, like, with my hip-hop, for sure. Because it's either, like, comedy, like, funny, like, borderline horrorcore kind of shit, or it's very, like, dark, emotional, but, uh... Yeah. Definitely wouldn't have to have the PG warning label on anything yeah. I've released, just in general. Just for yeah, the safety I don't think that's the PG up. warning label. I think that's the R warning label. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're right. You're ah, right. Some of the and stuff might be triple X warning yeah. label. <laughs> Ooh, uh, so this this podcast is PG, so we've already said shit and fuck far too many times. I apologize to everyone. Put a warning at the front. Um, well, you didn't know. I didn't no, tell uh, you. Interesting yeah, thing with that. Uh, I was reading about it. Uh, so if, like, for example, South Park, a lot of them, they purposely like having the bleeps yeah. for it because they feel it adds like another layer. Why is kids you know about that, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I think it's cool. It's like not, they're not doing it necessarily in a sense. And of course, it does help in that sense, you know, to reach more of an audience. 
yeah. but it just adds a little bit extra of a charm to it, you know, when yeah. you don't necessarily know exactly what they were saying when it gets bleeped. And I think either maybe the South Park Rice Kids, you know, or, or some other comedy kind of style show, they're talking about how they would occasionally bleep words that weren't cuss words yeah. just for the bleep effect. And they're like, what? What did you say? That was a long bleep. And really, he's just like, yeah, I wanted the bagel, but it's just beep. And like, I love that. I love that unnecessary censorship. Yeah. Did you ever watch those on YouTube? Nah. It was it was a thing from um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I think. Yeah. But he would just, it, it was like maybe once a month or something, they do it. And they just take things and censor things that didn't need them and just make everything horribly dirty. So they'd censor uh, Sesame Street or news briefings or whatever, and just make it really dirty. You should you should look it up. I want to do that with Bible verses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ezekiel twenty three <laughs> is that the one? Thou shalt not bleep another man's wife. Like, whoa! I mean, that's that's basically what it says. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just giving emphasis on it. A lot. A fun fact: a lot of the stuff in the Bible is actually cuss words. They just kind of. Uh, in the original language, it was the equivalent of cuss words, so they just um, made it nice in the Kenneth King James version, and that like stuck. People were like, "Yeah, we'll just call it, you know like um, scubola is a word that was used in a lot of in like a, the Bible, and that's it literally means horseshit, like bullshit. Like, oh, but wait, we, what's the word? Uh, scubola is the is the Greek word, but it's something that like I'm gonna have to start using that. Yeah, you tell over next song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said you loved me, but that was some scubola. It's the worst version of Ebola. <laughs> old timey cuss words. I like it. Old timey cuss words. Crap was an old timey cuss word. What was? Crap. Crap. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. My mom would. My mom wouldn't allow me to say crap. Really? Like crap and sucks. When I grew up, we were not allowed to say those oh, yeah. words at all. We'd get in trouble. Like we'd have to actually put soap in our mouths. When I was a kid, I said freaking one time for my mom, and she was like, I freaking, what, what is that? Da, 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 da. She got me off. So I'm like, Mom, it's either that or it's a fuck. Like, what do you want from me? Like, I, I, I tried, okay? Yeah, we weren't we weren't allowed to say anything. How about even like, like, damn? No, 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 oh, yeah. no. Damn was a real cuss word. When when I was a kid and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I was like, oh, this is the edgiest movie I've ever seen. They <laughs> <laughs> said damn like five times. <laughs> Such emphasis. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch the um, the live action version of the Cat in the Hat because um, okay, I kind of understand there were, that. There was some. There was a little while. I've, I still have never seen. It, there's but, definitely they don't necessarily say, it, but there's so much innuendo that like, goes into stuff, that right? stuff too, like with the kids. Yeah, I don't remember with the kids. I remember with the mom. There was like there was like some oh, adult like a hoe joke or something like that. There was right? a bunch. Oh of yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like oh you dirty hoe or whatever, and he like pulled oh, out a hoe and yeah. like stuff that would yeah it would not fly today. Looney Tunes used to be on that kind of level oh, yeah. too. They would have like a bunch of. Different I was just reading a thing. They had an episode of Baby Looney Tunes or whatever. <gasps> Tiny where, Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Yeah, where they all like they between all the Tiny Tunes they all shared a single beer and just a bunch of like crazy stuff happens whatever, but it's like all bad. And at the very end, like, they get all serious and break the fourth wall. And it was basically meant to just be an ad to, like, kids to, like, don't even drink one time. But it's just still so weird that, like, it was an episode where they showcased children, technically, yeah. or whatever, getting drunk. Like, it was a PSA against it, but sure. still, like, well, it's kind of like the when, fact they did that. It's kind of like when um, Arthur and then later SpongeBob did the, um, the cussing episodes. Yeah. So, like, Arthur, they had, like, example beforehand of the the actual episode and was like, um, 
a bunch of like bulldogs and like other you know animal people playing yeah. cards and all cussing but it's bleeped out and they say some cuss word and get started along or Spongebob where they have the dolphin noises that's, good, you that's know? a good dolphin or, uh, thank you thank you I, I don't I, and I swear it's happened multiple times but I distinctly remember at least one episode of Tom and Jerry where like Tom uh, thinks Jerry's dead or whatever and he's all sad and depressed because he doesn't have anyone to like sure. do his stuff with and yeah. he's about to like kill himself by laying himself across like the railroad. That's tracks. like every episode of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it's just like yo, there are way more fun yeah. than you remember. There are a lot of suicide jokes in old cartoons, like a lot. Did you uh, did you ever see? So a lot of the time they didn't have like video recorders, so there was no there was no slow motion or pause effect yeah. so you could get away with that in cartoons so the the animators never thought anyone would see that mm. so like in Ro- who framed Roger Rabbit there's like shots with Jessica Rabbit not wearing underwear like but they thought that no one would ever see it yeah. because it's so you know it's so quick you're not going to see it in a theater but now Different with all of this, yeah, yeah. Pause and hold on what was that Did it, uh, you know? wait a minute I need to go get a copy of that movie. <laughs> and some lotion. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember back in the day, a homie uh, showing me he was playing like a Resident Evil game, and how there's a thing with like the NPC, how if you made them like go up the ladder before them, you could see like a really shitty pixelated like <laughs> scanny line or whatever. And he was like just so excited to show me it, and I got I was so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna spend the night over here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you are doing this but I'm a hypocrite because then a year later I started selling Playboys at school so Playboys a little bit different man I don't oh, know no, and for me it was just a pure I was a young hustler and I'm wait wait so it, was, so it was the pixelation that caused the problem you're like I don't know if I'm comfortable with well, you no, no for me it was like because I was still very you. young and like getting into puberty yeah. like seen anything sexual like oh, yeah. with the homie or whatever it was yeah. just like wildly uncomfortable to me like i don't want to be horny around my friends i think that's a wise choice <laughs> yeah. just in general don't be horny around your friends that's why i never understood the thing, like female. oh do like, you want to go to a strip club with me man it's like no not really i don't <laughs> one dirty story later you heard it first on the freaking episode <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> free britney free Br- <laughs> How did that, how's that happen? Like, how do you wind up being, like, one of the most famous people in the world and, and a, like, a prisoner? I think the pressure of, of a lot of things. And the dude, like... Well, she also went legit crazy. But I would, too. And, 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 like, with Britney Spears, I think this is something that no one really talks about. Maybe, like, the, the docs or whatever, they've kind of covered it. But, like, if she was if she was famous when internet was really taken off. Like, oh, really just taken yeah. off. And I so think she was famous first, in a different way than other yeah, people. Yeah, so it was the first time that someone, like, was legitimately had no fucking privacy. Like, just back just a couple of years ago, yeah. you could be famous but still kind of hide out or whatever. Now everyone's, you know, Twitter is, like, yeah, you know, yeah like, Drake can run out a whole stadium, stadium for a private date. And, so and then they got that. drones going on overhead, like, capturing it. Like, well, nowadays, yeah. Well, you know, but, like, you know Drake's hired those drones. Come on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So Drake is a publicity oh, house. The, the face and the thing who's like, really, man? Like, it definitely fits the, the certified lover boy kind of kind of style for sure. Though. Yeah, that, like, that just seems... There's certain... If, if anything happens to Taylor Swift or Drake, I assume it's planned. Like, 100. Like, I, 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 it, he might, it might actually be, like, legit. I just... Yeah. 
there's certain people in the world who just like Kim Kardashian. Everything that happens to her is planned because oh, it's, yeah. it's a it's a PR stunt. Well, even with Kanye West, um, yeah. he was beefing with I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was having some issue. I think it was with the the um, Pusha T and um, Drake, you know, battles and everything. Yeah. How Kanye was kind of in that awkward middle, and he had posted something. I don't, I don't remember if he was like checking the key or if he was addressing something between it. Um, but then in the tweet, he dropped his, a picture of his new Yeezy. So it's like, oh, that's still marketing, dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, he's, it's whatever. But he's like, yo, just so you know, he's fucking shoes on fire, man. Like, the souls in here are better than the souls you got in your body, okay? Like, yeah. a lot of money, man. Well, you, okay, so you know that, um, that thing back, this is, this is going old school. Like, Ozzy Osbourne, like, okay. uh, injured himself, broke his leg, and then he came, like, came back in a wheelchair and finished the concert. I know about this. That, okay. So that was that was like a, a big famous event. I was actually listening to a podcast. There's a I forget who he is, but like one of the big Hollywood talent agents. He's like, yeah, we staged that. That was like we planned that for really? months. Yeah, like uh, so there are actual like uh, talent agents and stuff. And uh, he might have been a publicity agent. I think it was, mm. but he has a podcast, so he's blowing up some of the old secrets from like 20 years ago. I'll let him come in, yeah. man. We want him now. Yeah, so there are a lot of things like that that turn out to be kind of stunted. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan has something, right? You told me before. Was it, no, no, uh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. No, that wasn't. Well, no, no, he's, he's literally. So wait, it wait, wasn't wait, wait, before, before we get Paul Pierce, though. Didn't Michael Jordan have like some uh, Nike or Adidas kind of thing, and they had a flag to like cover something uh, or a so, oh, or, oh, so there, I, again, I don't know. I feel that one. Yeah, the controversy was. He was in the Olympics, and yeah. Jordan was sponsored by Nike, but the Olympics were sponsored oh, yeah. by Adidas, and yep. he was wearing Adidas shoes because he had to for the yeah. thing, and rather than, and, and he wouldn't have been in breach of contract, like, you have yeah. to wear what they're wearing, but uh, when Pop Hart started coming, he grabbed the flag yeah. and, like, oh. draped it around him, and it, like, covered all of the logos, yeah. but it became, like, an iconic moment, yeah. but it was really just him trying to save face and not piss off Nike. Michael Jordan's good at branding. I'm sure that he was not. He was trying to save face for himself. He was like, "Look, this is my identity. I'm the ju- jump man guy. I'm the Jordan yeah. shoes guy. Like, I don't wear anything except the shoes that you Side, can buy." Uh, me. Funny note with that. Um, so back um, when LeBron was facing the Spurs and the Heat went out, or the AC went yeah, out, yeah, the AC went out and, and he cramped he had, up, and he cramped up. Uh, Gatorade made like a bunch of jokes afterwards because LeBron sponsored by Powerade, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, maybe he." You know, would have been hydrated if you'd been drinking Gatorade or whatever. Listen here, Pepsi, calm your shit down real quick. <laughs> well, no, okay? so and so it's funny. So then it started like conspiracy theories, like, oh, you know, did Gatorade purposely, you know, have the AC so they would have the marketing? But here's the funny thing: because Gatorade, at, I don't know if they still are, but at the time they were the sponsor of the NBA. Even though LeBron was a sponsor of Powerade, he was drinking Gatorade. Yeah. During that time, I and that, that's the funny thing: Gatorade. all these athletes yeah. that promote all this health stuff or whatever. They're still consuming whatever the NBA sponsors. Oh yeah, well, so they're no, they're consuming whatever they want because what they do is make sure that the correct logos are on there. But your assistants are allowed to fill it up with anything, right? So he's probably drinking like, uh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 sure, yeah. He's definitely dunking on Everclear. I, I mean, okay. If we're if we're talking like uh, Lil Wayne, yes, yeah. probably drinking Everclear before his before his celebrity basketball games. But yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, it was just funny that everyone uh, was trying to get on this whole conspiracy theory. It's like Gatorade's not yeah. influencing a game. Like they're if making their money in, I mean, way. Just, I always thought it was people thought said that the Spurs did that on purpose. 
that the Spurs turned off the AC to to mess with him. And that I would believe more just the simple fact that like when they interviewed uh, the thing people don't realize with like Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Tony, they're all European or like had played in those other uh, leagues. Uh, Tim Duncan didn't, but sure. Yeah. He played in... He was from the Bahamas, but he yeah. played mostly in America, almost only in America. But, uh, so they grew up playing in places where yeah. there wasn't AC. Yeah. So they weren't phased by it. So I, and I they're from that. San Antonio. Like, yeah, yeah, and that too. Balls. Balls. Yeah, yeah their they're, they're training facility probably doesn't have AC. Like on some crazy, like, yeah, <laughs> Spartan broke. The Spurs aren't broke. The Spurs might be broke here and now. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. The Spurs are broke. <laughs> Uh, but that that's what, like, happened back in the day. Uh, Red Arbach, you know, when the uh, Celtics oh, won, like, 11 ever. championships. Yeah. That, he would actually do that. He'd, like, sneak into the opposing team's uh, hotel and pull the fire alarm in the middle of the night. No like, shit. for real. For, for real, for real. Like, he'd do all sorts of crazy stuff. Like... Like um like mess with the mess with the rims in the practice facilities with where the enemy were practicing, all right, all right. so they'd be a little off. Like just he did oh crazy stuff. God. I've decided when I have you on, that's what we're gonna do, so we don't waste all of this oh, time yeah, yeah. on it. We should have it where we're just talking about crazy NBA like conspiracy theories or like behind because I think there's a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and you clearly know there's, some that I don't know. There's so. some fun, some fun stuff. You hear that freaking awesome podcast, listeners? If you want to hear more of this basketball debauchery between Des and Zach Harris, y'all need to check out ISO Plays on an upcoming episode when we have these motherfuckers together so you can get the full bottle of everything. Shameless plug. I agree with all that, except <laughs> I would like to be referred to as Heartbeat the Rapper now. Heartbeat the Rapper! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If, if we're, if we're HBR. Getting... HBR! 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 Okay, cue up the beat. <laughs> I, I told you before this that old freestyle. That's yeah, the freestyle because styling free. Uh, anyway, we'll take a couple shots of rum and then we'll go. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get into it. Uh, so anyway, do you make albums? Um, in my computer, yes. But released, no, not. I need to. I is need anything? To I mean, you can be a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. Come on. So I have, I have songs. I haven't um, actually heard you rap, but I assume. You could be a SoundCloud. I can, yeah, no, I, I got some good songs. Um, I the baby started on SoundCloud. Come on, true. I have, um, I have a couple songs on on SoundCloud. Um, I have a um, a lo-fi freestyle that I recently, oh, recently, last couple months, um, have put up um, oh. on Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple Music, shit like that. Um, nice. I got a song called "Depth of Kid" on there. Um, so I'm definitely looking to put more more stuff on there. Um, but I've been playing with a lot of different like styles and techniques and, and different um, kind of lanes and stuff too. So right now I'm kind of in that like um, trial, not finding yourself, air, finding your a voice. little bit more, yeah, and kind of getting back to like um, some like my old school roots of certain yeah. things, but with my new like style with the um, kind of like the polish aspect, but has a little bit yeah, more, you know, trying to find that happy medium. Um, but yeah, so so I'm, I guess some stuff I have planned for um, a small kind of like mixtape. And um, an EP coming soon. So nice. That's awesome. Across that, I follow through with that. <laughs> are, are you going to um, tease the? Are you going to leak the uh, album name? Oh, I should. You should leak the album name right now. Right now. Breaking news. Um, all right. Breaking uh, news from the freaking epic podcast. Lucidic. Stream on demand, LSD. <laughs> All right. Did, okay. did you just make that up? I did. Okay, I, did. I was like, <laughs> your eyes went like way up. You were like, I'm gonna make some stuff up. Lucidic yeah. sound on demand. Yes, LSD. Okay. Okay. 
Now you got him. You got to pull a, a Lupe fiasco. Apparently, he recently said he's going to spend 10 days. I think it might be a little less than that, but he's going to spend those, and he's just going to make a 10-track thing and drop it. Dang. That's crazy. You know, I think I will dedicate myself. I was kind of thinking about this when I was um, taking a shit yesterday morning. Um, I, I'm thinking about dropping a song every week. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily like anything serious, but like someone's not playing with, new yeah. styles, little freestyles. And then, because I just like creating in general. Yeah. And then, so in addition to having those things I'm releasing, have stuff that I'm working for, like a back catalog in a sense. Yeah. For that more album-y, um, LP, EP, mixtape kind of style, too. So are you going to do, are you going to set up your EP that way? Like, make yeah. it into an EP? Or are you doing more, like, here's some kind of behind-the-scenes snippets, like, these are songs, but they're not... Like, like um, uh, Childish Gambino did. I love Childish Gambino, yeah. man. Um, so, so both. Because um, I think, um, you know, releasing as much as you possibly can, whether it's music or podcasts or yeah. stand-up on, on YouTube or whatever it might be, the more that's out there and the more that people can kind of gravitate to and kind of find yeah. and get an idea of who you are. And also the vulnerability of like, oh, he's trying out different stuff. Yeah. And, you know, even if like the song isn't like on par, it has like that potential for growth kind of things. Yeah. And, oh, he had something similar, you know, a couple of years ago, he dropped this kind of thing and now it's fully fleshed and like, holy shit, I can't believe the rest. Well, I feel from. like that's something that's changed in the music industry a little bit is in the mm-hmm. past, like say the seventies, eighties, whatever. Yeah. It would always be, here's my polished final product. You didn't get to be on the journey, but now a lot of people enjoy the journey yeah. of growing with the artist and going, I was there from the beginning and I got to see this and kind of almost getting the input of like guiding what direction your, yeah. your style takes. And that's something I wish I realized when I was younger, cause I've been writing and stuff since I was like a kid, like when I was like eight, nine, 10, especially when I was like 12 and above, like I knew that I wanted to be like in music. So I was like write songs or whatever. Yeah. And then there's a point in time where I was recording off of a super hand-me-down netbook, and I had an old uh, had an old uh, rock band USB microphone. That's awesome. I plug in some fucking headphones off of Audacity, which is all free, by the way. Look, Audacity you, you want to make podcasts, you want to rap, you want to even take beats or songs, even download them into the thing using different YouTube to MP3 things. You can download it right there. You can clip shit, create your own instrumental. You can remix stuff. You can podcast over it. It's all fucking free. It doesn't take much. Just start. But my thing was when I was younger, I was um, just super insecure and all honesty. Yeah. Like this is yeah. this is me, my art, and it's like super personal and whatever. And I was doing it, and I show a couple people, and they they like it. But I always had this preconceived notion of like, all right, it's gotta be perfect when yeah. I put it out. And yeah. now I'm realizing like, oh, dude, the journey is yeah. the whole whole thing, and that's one of the reasons why I want to do like stuff I'm putting out kind of constantly that's like more like me having fun with it or yeah. like ideas I'm working on and then also working on more solidified things that way they can have kind of a journey and I kind of gradually get to you know roll with and be like oh like I remember him when he had these couple songs yeah like, this whole album kind of happening like um and also like I love live performing I feel like that's where my best is and that's where I love to see any artists like we've seen um Raphael Vigilantics um, do you know Raphael Vigilantics? No, Dude, you gotta check him out. Raphael Vigilantics, all right. Yeah, um, most of this is on. He's like a, um, a like a rock rock rap kind of yeah. kind of style, a little alternative. Um, super cool. But anyway, though, his live performance because um, we saw him live before we heard of him. Yeah, um, was so phenomenal. <clears throat> like the type to like you know get on his knees like ballad or oh, whatever. I love and, like, that. Oh, I turned it off. Back on. Okay, hopefully it's still going. Yeah, it's still going. Okay, cool. 
Um, I don't know if the on-off button works, honestly. <laughs> That's okay. I think it just yeah, stays yeah. on no matter what. But um, how he was, like, you know, reacting with the crowd and everything, yeah. too. Like, that's, you know, that's my genre right there. Um, is like, well, that real experience. So the more that I'm able to provide any of that, you know, yeah. that connection, um, the better that I feel as an artist of anything that I'm doing, too. Yeah, and I'm sure it probably helps if you can set up music. Studio music sounds and feels very different than the giving it your all live performance. So yeah. I'm sure if you could figure out a way to kind of be a little rawer on your songs that you're releasing every week and kind of give them a feel of the live performance. Yeah. And then, then there's like a reason almost for the separation. You're not just yeah. kind of posting ideas and snippets. You're posting like, here's what I, here's the process. Here's where, here's how I sound live. Yeah. And I like giving glimpses behind the scenes too. Cause I, one, one of the things I think is super important is, anyone can do any of this and yeah. i really encourage if anyone has a good idea or not even a good idea just any idea of anything they want to do especially in this lane just do it just yeah. do it. don't worry about it put it out if a hundred million people hate it but one person likes it and that's what one person just happens to be you even do it yeah Fuck everyone else man yeah. and at the end of the day like and this is um uh quentin tarantino has said this and this is something i've always felt it was really cool to see like him say as well um, Joe Rogan, who's on the, um, yeah. who was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And yeah. Joe Rogan's asking him, he's like, so like, um, and I'm going to paraphrase, he's like, you know, why do you make these kind of movies? Like yourself yeah. and stuff like that. And he was like, dude, like I make movies for myself. And if there's one crazy motherfucker out there who is like just crazy enough to see my craziness and go, Hey, you know what? That's kind of cool. You know, boom, that's it. It was the whole thing was yeah. worth it. And you just have to help that whoever else is back here, you can kind of get behind that and, and see that same vision as you as well. And that's one of the things that kind of driven me, like, at the end of it, as far as, like, musically, everything else as well, but as far as music, especially because I'm, you know, become more vulnerable. And I think that's a lot of it, too, with, um, yeah. uh, we were talking about, like, the recorded versus life, you know, kind of performance. Yeah. I've noticed that even if I'm, if I'm just being myself and vulnerable, even if it's not, like, a full song that, like, fully fleshed out, and I'm showing my friends and, like, other people, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm still working on this, it's not done but they hear that vulnerability and they'll be like, Oh, yo, I like what you did here and here. Like you harmonize with the yeah. beat. And that was just me just trying to catch up. I'm like, Oh, like these little things I'm doing have like an impact and like people actually like it. You know yeah. what I mean? And again, like it, at the end of the day, if you can say one person, and even if, this, if that person is yourself, then that's the job well done. Well, that's what I noticed too with comedy is when I was teaching improv, yeah. I wouldn't tell them to go out and be good. I'd go tell them to go out, just give it, all their energy and yeah. all their heart, like people really respond to not just vulnerability, but sh any kind of strength of emotion. They respond yeah. because people can feel the difference between you singing or telling a joke that you don't really believe in versus one that you're just really in the moment. Like oh, yeah. uh, there's this comedian that I listened to and he had two albums. They were kind of rare albums, but they were both the same jokes. One of them was amazing one of them wasn't very good. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? He's telling the same jokes, but the one night he really believed in it was giving it his energy. And he was mm. like, just buying into every joke he said. Yeah. And the next night or whatever, this other recording, he wasn't. And it was just a complete world of difference. Oh. Same jokes. And yeah. And I think that that energy is so, I don't want to say underrated, but I think sometimes isn't, after thought of yeah. certain things um because yeah you gotta you gotta be able to feel whatever it is that you're doing you know what yeah I mean? and once you 
get so concerned with the receivement of the the piece, whether it's musical or acting or yeah. comedy or even just conversation with just life and everything. Once you get so concerned about how it's being received, it loses the honesty of what's actually being outputted. Right. That's like, uh, so one of my favorite up and coming, not up and coming, he's blown up or whatever, but one of my favorite young rappers, uh, NBA young boy, he's very raw and emotional. And in most of his rap is, you know, gangster stuff, you know, yeah. talking about gangs and shooting and people dying and stuff, but he's also very raw and emotional. And for example, he openly talks about how his girl cheated on him and gave him an STD. And like, and it's a story he's told out throughout his music. And of course, you know, there's those assholes and stuff who make the memes or whatever, like, oh, he's got herpes and blah, 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 and all this. But that was a very raw thing for him to like openly come out and express in his music. And then also to lay back to what you were saying, you know, with trying out new things and stuff. And I think the thing that's hurt him is because he's had legal issues, but, uh, I thought it was genius when he did it, and I'd love to see more artists do it. He was doing this thing where every couple of weeks, it wasn't like planned, you know, like once a month or anything. It kind of varied in the time. But he would drop a little four-track EP thing. Oh, that's cool. And uh, then a month to two months later, he would drop another one. Yeah. And he did four of them, and all of the cover arts was um, basically, they all came together to form a full heart, but it was like it was a broken heart, uh, and it cool. had each quadrant. That's and great. then once he dropped, and each quadrant would have it, you know, it would be called, like, loyalty, or like, love, or whatever, yeah. and you would maybe only work with one other artist, or something on it, and it would have its own, like, kind of thematic thing, but it would yeah. all come together. And then once he had four of them dropped, with four each, he dropped it all together as an album, a 16-track yeah. album. And I thought it was genius because it kept it kept his fans engaged yeah. through the process of him making it. Like they were consistently like getting that. new music by him, but then you get the whole album that encapsulates like the whole story. Like it's still all connected, even though they're yeah. all standalone entities. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was really genius. And I'm not sure if he went away from it just because maybe it didn't go as commercially successful as he wanted, or. Again, he's been dealing with a lot of legal stuff in and out of jail and whatnot, so maybe that's hindering it. But uh, I'd love to see artists like pushing those boundaries more, especially because uh, I feel in the recent years, you know, the whole term mixtape or CD or EP, like it's all blended, you yeah, know? Yeah, it really so is. Where at this point, half the time it's like, oh, you dropped a project. It's yeah. just like the best way to describe it. Like, I struggle to be like, oh, Drake, that's an album or Drake that's a mixtape. Drake, Drake dropped a playlist? Yeah, more life. He was like, yeah, it's actually more of a playlist than it is like an album. You know, it's more of a vibe, something you feel. But that, I, I understand with that in the sense, at least for Drake, especially all those songs, like they didn't have any emotional weight. So sure. I, I would prefer for it to be called a playlist because in my mind, and I know that's not how a lot of music works, but I prefer for an album, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to have like a thematic theme or whatever. Yeah. But just a general like direction you're trying to go with it. Compared to, yeah, when he dropped that playlist, it really was all over the place. A lot of it was just good party music or music yeah. to have in the background of a social situation. Yeah. And so I wouldn't really call that an album. You know, it's not an iconic thing. You know, when you think of iconic albums that you yeah. want to play all the way through to really get it. Or like uh, something to put on when I have good mixed company happening. You want the girls to feel comfortable and also dance at the same time. Right. And and, and that's the thing is... Uh, Cocktail party type shit. I hate how people get really elitist and they're like, oh, that's not real music. And it's like, no, music serves so many different purposes. Yeah. And also, it can, 
be very, you know, emotional and heart wrenching and like expose something. And that's very beautiful. But also, I think, you know, it's good to have, you know, that music that just yeah. uplifts and is a general good vibe. I think they have equal value. There's not one that's better than the other. They each have their own unique challenges and obstacles you're going to have to go through. Well, you're also just going to be at different places in your life. So, or different, you mean just different places in the world. If you're listening to a track at a work at a gym, you're going to want something very different from if you're listening to something in the background while you write a, you know, write a story or in your car, something like that even. Yeah. No, that's a huge thing. So, uh, I, until this, um, early, um, July, I was SpongeBob SquarePants in it up in my life. <laughs> didn't have a license. Didn't have a car or nothing. What, oh, is, what is, why is that SpongeBob SquarePants? Because, because he never gets his license. Yeah, he's still um, trying to get his ID from this. You know, and for me, it was just, I've lived in Denver my whole life. Yeah. Like, I just never felt, like, a real huge need for it. Yeah. Everywhere. yeah, like, yeah, I knew the bus as well and everything. And I was just like, oh, it's, it's less hassle, you know? Because yeah. people have a vehicle, there's so much that goes yeah. into it. But uh, now that I have a car and I'm driving and stuff, it's changing so much more. Like, oh, there's certain music I love to listen to in the car. Yeah. I have it in my ears or whatever. And I'm just like, no, I can't get down with it. But... Having that surround, I don't know, it's, it's very weird. To have me. you considered, like, I'm, I'm sure people do this, but have you guys considered making music for a specific location? Like, instead of kind of maybe a thematic, like, here's a here's an album on Heartbreak or whatever, maybe a thematic thing, like, these are songs to listen to while you do the dishes in your kitchen. And Right. Like, no, you know, no, and, and that's what I'm saying yeah. is, like, for example, if you're not trying to have an emotional song, like, you just want something, you know, that is just catchy or whatever. Yeah. I'm a firm believer, before you release it or anything, listen to it in your car. Yeah. I think that is a huge determinant if you're, like, trying to make, like, a hype, you know, good vibe song. Playing it in your car will really give you the sense of, does it yeah. give you that vibe? Well, there was actually um, the song, um, oh, shoot, which one was it? Uptown Funk. Oh, I never quite got it. I was always like, this is a good song, but yeah. I don't get why people love it. And then one time I was at this pizza place downtown and it was, you know, standing tables. And so I was standing and I was like, oh, oh, I'm dancing. I don't even intend to be yeah. dancing. I finally get why people love this so much. Because I appreciated it, but I didn't, like, fully experience it until my feet just started dancing on their own. Yeah, yeah, And catch the rhythm with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, or like, uh, you know that one song our buddy had back in the day that we hated where it was like... Uh, you know, pain makes me have interesting stories and the interest or like give so many stories and the stories make me interesting oh, at parties. Oh, it, I uh, hated it. Oh, who is that? It, it's a very popular song. It is. But uh, I hated it just because it was like, oh, it makes me interesting at parties. And I'm like, yeah. it's such a pretentious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't experience like, just so you can tell people you experience them. Cool but when I was waiting today to get food or whatever, and I was like doing take or whatever, and it was at like kind of like a bar sort of place. They had that song playing. I'm like, you know, if you're you know at a bar or something, and that song comes on, it probably is going to motivate someone to be like, oh, I'm going to take a drink and be more risky yeah. so I can be interesting or whatever. And so like, I see where it has that like place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm going to take a slight break to stop my cat from trying to get <laughs> under the door. Like oh, a freaking weirdo. Oh, man. he's back. Yeah, he's back. Hey, Dash, <laughs> stop that, please. I love him, man. He's silly as hell. He's a good, big old goober. Yeah, so my cat was just uh, attempting to uh, break into a room because the uh, the Roomba brush, the, yeah. the little brush from the Roomba, he thinks that he 
he doesn't know that I took it. He thinks that he accidentally lost it under the door. So he's trying to oh, get he's at find it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a smart dude. <laughs> he's, he's smart and, and real dumb at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's most cats. Yeah. Well, hey, real quick, I hate to do this because I never do this because my bladder is a manly bladder, but I have a little kid's bladder real quick. I'm going to have to use the bathroom. All right. Pause. Or not. I don't know. I can keep talking. Oh, uh, yeah. You're good. Yeah. The thing we do whenever someone, someone has to leave. Touching about it behind the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what we always do with ours whenever someone has to leave is uh, we do uh, fake commercials. Oh, I love that. By the way, uh, I just, real quick story. I was doing improv and. We, we, you know, you do those games where you have, where someone has to leave the room. You're like, okay, leave the room. And, you know, then you get a things and they'll have to guess it. You know, you mm-hmm. get suggestions, they'll have to guess it. This guy left the room. Uh, my friend Jeremy left the room. And I said, all right, now that Jeremy's gone, we're all going to make fun of him behind his back. And a little kid, like a, like an eight-year-old just yells out, he has stupid hair. <laughs> it was, the entire place just died. Oh, it was amazing. awesome. That is great. Uh, dude, I love all those like improv games. I was like, I yeah. think my favorite thing when I was in school, like taking theater class and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah, was yeah. Was doing um, like bus stop. Yeah, bus stop. That's a good one. Bus stop was great. Like I remember one time we didn't even have a teacher like directing it because we were all like auditioning for a play or something, and they had to take turns, and so we're all in a room and we're just bored. Yeah, so, like let's play bus stop. And uh, so eventually it gets to me, and I'm just this awkward, chubby kid or whatever, you know, don't have any of the confidence now. I have. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm just like struggling, panicking because it's getting up to me. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Especially because mm-hmm. I hate a lot of times with that game, it just turns into people being like creepy, touchy or whatever. Yeah. And like, that, that's yeah. lame. And so I just go up and I'm just like, oh, man, I shouldn't have ate that burrito. Feeling a little gas or whatever, and it's just like me going through or whatever, like making like fake fart noises or whatever. And then I'm like, I turn to him, I'm like, I'm not bugging you, right, man? And the dude's like, Oh no, it's good. And then I just rip the loudest, real, juiciest oh. fart ever. And it was it cleared the whole room. <laughs> so I think I won. You, you bus won stop. bus stop. That is the about the most accurate bus stop experience you can have. <laughs> I am so glad, man. Riding the bus was I'm from Colorado Springs, so riding the bus was just a, a huge pain. You had to like leave like an hour and a half earlier than you needed to be there, just in case. No, what made me finally really get to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm over this. Is uh, so I live, you know, in like pretty much borderline the heart of Denver, but my mm-hmm. job is in uh, Stapleton. Yeah, and so I would have to take a bus and then a light rail and then have to walk another uh, like almost twenty minutes, like. And it was stupid because I would literally be able to see my workplace mm-hmm. when I would get off at the light rail, but... You couldn't get there. No, because you couldn't cross over. You would have to go over a whole bridge and yep. go under. And that. there was this homeless dude who was clearly on, like, substance or whatever, and he basically just, like, lived under this bridge. Yeah. And one day I'm, like, trying to walk to work or whatever, and I just look over, and this guy's, like, in the corner or whatever, completely naked, dick hanging out everything, just squatted over, just taking a massive oh. shit. And I was just like, I no, I can't do this anymore. I need to change my life. <laughs> like, 
Well, no, it's hard because it's like I'm not trying to like stare yeah. at that, yeah, but it's obviously. a very hard thing not well, to like. What's funny like, is that you it. had to change your life, not him. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like living his best life. You're just like no. You know, that's very polite of you. Like you were coming up, like, hey man, like maybe you shouldn't be shit on the sidewalk. You're like, you know what? Let me just change my. Yeah, I, I'm fucking you. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking in on your bathroom time. <laughs> But hey, man, you know, shitting on the sidewalk is the same thing as a podcast and music, you know, like maybe shitting, you know, on the sidewalk won't save your life, but maybe one person out there, you know, will, will change their life for better. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that so guy saved right your life. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hey, I see you, I'm not giving you a burrito because I saw your shit, but uh, <laughs> oh, no. don't, don't let me in your car either, man. You got some clean leather seats oh, no. in there. Like. Well, he needs to be on keto anyway, so. <laughs> 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 bringing it back I love it <laughs> call back no, that's the thing uh, we're really uh, trying to teach my brother with comedy is it, I, I'm a firm believer I think callbacks like in comedy like especially if you have like a long winded joke and yeah. it can like call back to a joke you said at the very beginning of your set yeah oh it, it gets something going in my loins that isn't sexual <laughs> but no I feel that though like when I'm um on stage, whether it's um, acting or doing music, so I'm, I'm assuming it'll it'll happen um, when I finally do stand up. Um, is that I, I, get, I get a little hard when I feel like I'm, I'm kind of killing it. Like even if I'm not gonna give them that reaction, but I feel like I'm on like a, a new yeah. higher level. I'm like okay, like I'm kind of meant to be here and doing this. Yeah. Like even if it doesn't go well, the next step up, my dick is like, yeah, you got this, brother. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Slim Jimmy. Like, what's up? <laughs> uh, so Scott Adams, the guy who made Dilbert, mm-hmm. um, he always said that the way that he judges whether a joke is really good is if there's a physical reaction to it. Like, mm-hmm. that he in, in himself, like when yeah. he's writing a joke, it doesn't have to be any specific physical reaction, but it has to be a strong physical... He'll feel any joke that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. recognize that with... Um, um, with music, especially, or like when I was like working with um, with acting stuff, but dude, yeah, and even with that, like with my um, some of the stand up stuff I'm doing, like even though it's just me and like my one yeah. homie in the room, and like he's like kind of taking stuff in and maybe not not laughing, but yeah, I feel that like um, that change of energy, that warmness, yeah. that um, self confirmation, like oh hey, like this actually might work in something, yeah, or at the very least, I'm on a path to to that next step. So uh-huh. your brain pumps out adrenaline, you, so you literally like. You focus in, and so it will actually like you'll feel it in your yeah. stomach. It's like a cocaine ecstasy. Well, that's actually so. They found that applause, yeah, and uh, laughter on stage. It's dopamine, right? It, it causes the same. It's almost an identical reaction to cocaine in your brain. So, like, that's why I like a lot of comedians. So are, I am or, just an addict. Yeah, okay. you're just an addict. Okay, this but makes a lot of but sense. here's the thing. You can be an addict for a lot of things, and yeah. you can do it in a good way or a bad way. You can be a gym rat, which is an addict, yeah. or you can be, you know, a singing addict, whatever. You can basically, you're always going to be addicted to something, but you just want to get addicted to something where the externalities, the things that pop off of it accidentally, mm-hmm. are positive. I like that. Next, yeah, even when you do um, something good for someone else, like this was something um, for when I did a year in community college. Um, I took a philosophy class and yeah. um, they were talking about like, all right, like when you do something good for someone, are you really doing it because you want to help out people or are you doing it because you feel good inside when you're helping someone out and therefore chasing that, you know, yeah. feeling of adrenaline, dopamine, kind of like yeah. an addict in a sense. Like, all right, like, is it really selfless when it's kind of a selfish kind of thing? I think, I think so like that is a paradox, but also does it matter? It, so, question. so like, 
it matters. I think it matters. So, like, to me, it would matter to your soul. Yeah. But it doesn't matter necessarily to the other person because you're giving them a cup of water, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they needed a cup of water. But also, coming back to, like, what we were talking about earlier, people can feel the emotion behind it. Mm. So, I think it depends on how you're doing it. Because if you're doing it, like, purely for yourself, then they're going to feel that you don't actually care. So, they're going to appreciate it. Yeah. But if you... So, I think that there's like kind of a spectrum and you obviously want to be as close to possible as to, to selfless. Yeah. But I think that it's kind of cool that nature is designed in such a way that good things benefit us and them. I like that. Like, I mean, just speaking, like even just in human reproduction, yeah, you can have things that are better for both people. And that's, it's like heightens everything. Yeah. You know, like a lot of things in life, should be good for both people or both parties or whatever. And it's, you don't want to be focused solely on your enjoyment, but the fact is your enjoyment is a good thing. And it's great that you enjoy helping people that you enjoy being on stage and providing laughs for these people and you enjoy, and they enjoy it in the form of laughing. Like there should be like, it's good that both exist. Yeah. And go along with the on stage thing too. It's great too, because, um, it gives you a sense of like therapeutic relief as well. Yeah, too. yeah, it does. And it, dude, like people will just be there and be like, yo, like even if it's like one small piece, if they kind of recognize what that little thing, even if it's yeah. just one person, like that makes the world of a difference. And maybe yeah. then they walk away with something a little bit different than they had coming into it too. Yeah. And maybe they can go to their shitty job the next day feeling a little bit better. Yeah. Or you can even tell a joke that makes them kind of re-look at the, their shitty job and think that it, hey, you know what? This isn't that bad. Yeah. Like, just, you know, tell a joke about 1800, how it was in the 1800s and suddenly yeah. they're like, oh yeah, my work is air-conditioned. This is yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> or even uh, the adverse effect, they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, he's right, like that that joke about having shitty jobs, like, I'm in a useless shitty job. I don't like being here. When I'm yeah. here for the benefits, everywhere has benefits. <laughs> like, fuck this, let me go be a fucking... A flight attendant or something. Yeah. You know, at least see the world while I'm working. Yeah. Like, I actually met a person playing Mahjong. Uh, she, like, used to be, like, a, an executive for American Airlines. Yeah. So she, ha- or maybe a, one of the airlines, I forget which one, uh, but she's been to, like, 70 different countries just telling these crazy stories of, like, being in a hot springs in Antarctica or oh, or the Arctic, one of the two, you yeah, know, yeah. just, like, all these crazy stories. There are people who just are able, and there are people in your life you could talk to even that have been these places. And even if you don't get to go there, you can bring them joy by hearing their stories and you can have joy of like, Oh, that's what it's like to be in Peru or, you know, whatever information. Yeah. Vicariously through someone else. Yeah. I think people kind of give a bad rap to living vicariously, partially because a lot of the people who are living vicariously are like creepy parents who are not, they're not, they're like (coughs) controlling a person's whole life. They're not enjoying it, but there's something to be said for, things that cause mutual enjoyment. You can have joy through living vicariously through someone yeah. else as long as you're, it's benefiting you both. And as long as it's well, not. No, and I'll say like growing up, I almost to a degree crave that in the sense that my father wasn't really around and my mom, yeah. like, and I get it, you know, she was just trying to survive or whatever, you know, take care of her kids. But, uh, I didn't get to like learn or see any path. Like I had to develop my passion solely on my own. Yeah. Which like, yeah, that's cool. But also I had like no direction yeah. at all. And so I think it's cool. Like, and like you said, it can be bad when they're overbearing, but there's something to be said when a parent's like, Hey, 
I'm going to have you be in a bunch of different music classes from an early on age yeah. and, and just being immersed into something yeah. to care about, you know? Yeah. Because once I got like older and realized like, oh, I need to do something with my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had no idea other than I need to make money to live, but like I didn't have a direction on. And it took me a while to stumble on like, oh, I like, you know, creating and having art and discussing yeah. with people yeah. and stuff. It took me a long time. A long time, I was like, "Nope, I need to be a businessman. I need structure. I need to make sure I have a four hundred one k." And I'm not saying all those things don't matter, but those things will really help you be an artist. Right? Yeah, but like without having that like direction and motivation, and so I think that's a good thing when parents, you know, yeah, push, and yeah. not even necessarily parents, just any sort of like any role sort of model. Yeah, and uh, that was something that was kind of like going on with like personal stuff. Um, on that stuff, like my mom has always been like my biggest supporter with like yeah. everything. Like when I was a kid, and, like started like writing raps and stuff like that, and like you know growing up and going through puberty and everything, she was trying to figure out like me and my change. And she didn't quite like get it. Like there was one moment I had with her where um, I used to write and or hang my lyrics on the wall, That's and awesome. just so I can like look at them yeah. and have them and soak in them. Yeah, so and my mom was talking with me because, and, and I was, you know, kind of like a, um, you know, I was going through like my teenage, eh, whatever, mom, about you know, your phase, yeah. whatever. And she was talking to me, and I was like, "Look, mom, like, you know, I'm, you know, down here, I'm working on music stuff. Like, I can't tell you why, but like, this is super important to me. Like, this is going to have like a huge, this has a huge impact in my life." Yeah. And she was like, "Well, what about this? It's so important. I'm like, just look at the lyrics I have on my wall. Like, you're down here all the time because we're cool. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, just take a look. And I remember." It just burned my brain. She took down these lyrics, and it was the one time I, in my head, it was like, you know what? I'm going to try and write something for the clubs, like the party. Oh, no. So it was my one <laughs> party. And I've never been like party. I never really like drank yeah. or done drugs or anything like that. Like, I wasn't even smoking pot or sneaking like alcohol for my parents right. until after this. And I was like, all right, fuck it. But she was like, oh, but this? You're writing all these lyrics about this? And then later she realized, like, oh, the one out of like the 100 yeah. songs that have been, you know, to, to pull down with whatever. Um, but once she got it, like, you know, it's important to me and I had plans of some sort to, yeah. you know, grow. Um, she was always been the biggest supporter, but, um, something I kind of lacked was the, um, not the drive, but the refinery. Like, yeah. okay. Like you can do, like, I saw always instilled with you. I can do anything I set my mind to. Yeah. And I'm always, you know, be there and support it and help me drive that. But I lack the ability to actually build and follow through yeah. with all that and kind of like work through like the super hard stuff. Yeah. Great. I, can, I know I can do everything. I'm supported. But how the fuck do I actually handle anything? Yeah. I think that's kind of our generation's curse, so to speak, is yeah. every generation has something they focus on that's great, but kind of leaves like a shadow. Yeah. And that's our shadow is we can do anything. So we want to do everything. So we do everything. But also we've never learned that in order for something to really work, for the majority of people, you just have to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. You know, if someone who's an overnight success has almost always been doing it for 10 years in the shadows. Exactly. Or they just happen to have one, one great break, you know. But a, a lot of the times, like, that person is so worthy that they have the um, that it factor, that star power, that yeah. is going to propel them regardless based off their personality and their general drive. Um, yeah. But even that, though, like, that's something that's so rare in – people that it feels like an overnight thing even though they're putting all this extra years worth of energy to it like yeah um, I mean, and that's where you do see these um one and done sort of artists are the ones that yeah. they yeah. do go overnight but they didn't have those years behind them and then that then they're just spinning their wheels without any real direction and i think yeah. a piece of it too is people 
they'll try and go for one particular thing. Mm-hmm. But what I think people don't necessarily realize, like, all right, like, 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 let's say I want to be a rapper. I don't have to be the best rapper. And at the end of it, as long as I'm somewhere within that world of like music and production yeah. and like that whole, you know, kind of thing, that's where you're supposed to be, you know? Yeah. And I think once people realize like, oh, hey, like, um, it's not about like the absolute of the, you know, percentages or whatever to show for things. Like as long as you're happy and in the world that you want yeah. to be, that's the important thing in life. So where do you want to be? Like, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, but like, so, so what, I mean, obviously everyone wants to be rich and famous, sure. best in the world, whatever. But like, if, if these things work out for you, where would you want to be? Bottom line for me is I want to, I want to save just one person for one person to like have an experience and for that experience to resonate them and to encourage them to keep on going. Yeah. Um, online, I know that's not like an actual goal because it's very, that's, that's a real know, goal. Yeah, but it's not, it's not something that you can, like, track, per se. You, you know what you I mean? You can track if you've written songs that do that. Yeah. And if you've written good songs that do that, that people would actually want to listen to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it kind of helps save people. Something that I'm working on, um, right now I'm planning for the next 10 years. We'll see once the logistics really come through. Um, the next 10 years, I would like to have a, um, my own venue. Um, somewhere that you know musicians can come through and do some for comment um you know comedians to come yeah. through and do you know theater or whatever and a spot in the back so people can record podcasts and music yeah. a little spot you know in the area so people can sell merch and stuff like that yeah um that's been my dream since i was like a little little kid wow. and um i want to have like if i happen to like have like a, just a shit ton of money um i want to put it back to, some, to schools especially in um theater arts music yeah. and um Real life skills, like, you know, how come we don't have a shop? Yeah. And automotive things and things that teach yeah. taxes. Like, if yeah. I had some extra money, I'm, you know, dedicating X amount of money to, to go to those things and also to um, build on um, Team Love Life. It's a suicide awareness okay. um, nonprofit organization that yeah. our friend was part of um, before he passed away. Um, but I have strong ties with them. So I want to yeah. carry on um, that name and really, you know, anything else I can do to help promote... Um, you know, that life is worth living. Like, you're, you're yeah. here. Like, just go for it, man. Like, it's it's hard and it sucks, but it's also beautiful, man. Yeah. And the more I can do to help people see that, and even if it's, you know, the smallest thing, like a little laugh or a track that they were interested in or a video, like, oh, that's interesting, you know, but it just keeps them going a little bit more. Um, for me, that's, that's a job well done. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't care about being Drake. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dom? You want to be Drake? No. Oh, do you want to be Drake? No. Man. Come on, what? <laughs> No, uh, really, at the end of the day, all I want is I want to be self-sufficient enough where I can just live my life and not have to be under, you know, the foot of a yeah. corporation or, like, a boss or anything. Yeah, you want yeah, yeah I, I want that Time, freedom. location, independence. Yeah. And then, yeah, just to have, yeah, a sort of similar to Jay, a safe space for people to be able to come and be comfortable yeah. creating art, being exposed to art. And uh, especially a huge thing that like I'm really have come to grips with this past year, and it's something that I want more people to realize is you can create things just to create, like yeah, yeah. or 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 just exist to exist. Just, no. We've gotten so caught up, I feel, in society where like 
if you're not doing something, if you're not making a legacy, if you're not doing something, your life doesn't have value. Yeah. And it's like yeah. no other species is like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's just fucking chilling. <laughs> my man. cats have created nothing of worth. But that's Except okay. My happiness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my annoyance. But that happiness though and that, that love is worth more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. And so like uh similar to Jay, I would love uh and that's why for example, uh, I fuck heavy with um places like a, a legal piece yeah. you know uh, i'll always prefer to eat there over like a qdoba or chipotle even though they're more expensive the portions are smaller but i love they really fuck with local artists they have you know open mic night and stuff and they also have a policy if you're a touring band no matter how small you are if you come through and you're like hey we're performing you know at herman's hideaway or like just some shitty bar or whatever yeah they uh they'll give you a free meal Oh, that's cool. For any like artists oh, that's that are great. coming through. Just just to support and like yeah. that's the kind of stuff I want to do. Just so people can realize like you can create art and not have it be your career. Yeah. Of course that's like the dream for everyone, yeah. but also I hate that. Like a huge thing that I've always and Joey Bugman had something I need to look and find in good class or whatever. I've always hated painting or drawing or anything like that because I suck at it. <laughs> Fair. But like fuck that you know like it's still fun to paint it's yeah, still fun yeah. and like but we get so caught up especially once you become adults you stop doing those fun things just because they're fun yeah you know because it doesn't actually add something creative or that you're not having something you could sell or like market and like that that's silly to me well yeah. something i've learned too um just hitting anything within that creative zone if you're yeah. trying to do something creative rappers musicians podcasters artists talking to y'all like, okay, you can't paint, you can't draw, whatever. Have a piece of paper, just draw something. Even though your words or whatever is your thing, just draw. Because at the very least, it's turning your mind into that kind of realm. So even yeah. though, it, it, and it's great too, because then you're like not necessarily making something to be put out. You're just literally putting yourself into a creative space. Even if yeah. it's a, a color by numbers kind of thing, you're at least doing something. And well, then, you're strengthening the connections between the hemispheres of your brain so yeah. that you'll be able to think in more effective ways just in life. Yeah, and you warm yourself up, too. So now you're not going into your art super cold, you know I mean? You've had a minute to draw yeah. or, you know, work on, you know, a, a little video or a song or really, like, any, especially if it's, like, outside of, like, your range, Yeah, do it. Because first off, it's great to try stuff that scares you and anything new for humans is going to scare you. And it's good to just to do something because the more that you do something, the closer and closer that you get to being better yeah. at it anyway. Um, they're saying it's like um, things from Adventure Time. And it's like, yeah. Dude, sucking at something is it's the next step to be kind of good at something. I love and you that have to, You have to do it. And even if like you can only draw stick figures or whatever, maybe you find like your own little niche of like drawing stick figures. Like, no, like, yeah, you hear there was uh, there's this chick uh, – and her whole shtick is that she does shitty tattoos or whatever. <laughs> but like, here's the thing, she's still low-key a good tattoo artist. And she clearly understands, like, shading. Like, there's a whole Lines, different, you know, art to shit. tattooing yeah. than it is to just drawing. Yeah. Sure. So she's still a good shitty tattoo artist, if that makes sense. Like, she's not going to be drawing a full, like, chess piece or something. They're going to be showing off. Like, But, like, that's what adds the charm, is that yeah. it, it's shitty and it's imper- imperfect, mm-hmm. but... It still is her heart into it, and uh, yeah. she's made a whole career out of that, and I think that's awesome. 
you know, and because that's a huge thing I've, I always hate too is, you know, people, they get like so ashamed or people love to like tattoo shame and be like, oh, that's such a shitty tattoo or whatever. Even, you know, my brother with his just little like. Oh, but I think it's because, um, so his brother has an XXX Pentacion, did I pronounce yeah. that right? Yeah. He has a. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Oh. I think so. Yeah. And that's why everyone no, just calls him It's not an extension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he has this, um, tattoo that his buddy did for him, um. And it, it, it looks pretty good. Like, it's not, like, super fucked up or anything like that. Yeah. It's like, the alignment isn't quite there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he has that, too. Me and him were talking. He's like, dude, like, I don't know, I'm thinking about getting it, like, maybe covered up or whatever. And I was like, dude, like, in all honesty, like, sure, is the alignment, like, the best? Is it, like, perfectly center, like, on your shoulder or whatever? Nah. But also, like, first off, the artist that it's, you know, for, he would love just the fact that he has that on him anyway. And it's that, you know, independent SoundCloud-esque kind of style where his homie did it for him. And it's a good, meaningful tattoo. And it's something that's like, um, the word's not right, but punky enough for it to be kind of differently skewed. You know what I mean? And I was like, dude, like, if you like it, like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, you can accent it or get it fixed up for you that won't want to. But, like, it looks good enough and you can like it. So. I'm just Literally saying, like, I see so many shitty tattoos on basketball <laughs> players. <laughs> they make millions True. of dollars, so but don't I, even stress it, man. I wonder if a piece of that is um, because of... Uh, They're like, just going to their homies. Yeah, I, I or, or a lack, of, lack of um, professional community. Like, um, just having just anyone kind oh, of tattoo them. They, they know, I'm sure they know all the best tattoo artists. Yeah. A lot of them, though, got it when they were, got some of the tattoos before they were in the league. They didn't have any money. Or yeah. they just, they get so many tattoos, they kind of think differently about the way they're supposed to work. Or, yeah, that makes sense. Or like, um, or even like your brother, like, okay, I got this tattoo when I was a kid. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. shitty, but it means a lot to me, so I'm yeah. going to keep it the way it is. Because homie did it, or X, I feel bad. I feel that. <laughs> what tattoos do you have? That's, that's, that's my sh- that's my uh, shittily done tattoo. Okay, okay. <laughs> how was it? How was it shittily done? Oh, it's just not very. Uh, it's just like the fonts are cramped. weird and it's yeah, a little yeah, cramped cool. and it's kind of. Was it a bedroom tattoo or no? It was just uh, I didn't really like have it planned out. I just went and got it and like so I didn't. They just drew it however they wanted, and I was like, oh, I should have like planned this. Whatever. So, yeah, but. Yeah, I feel that. that's how it was when I have a um, a Batman tattoo. It's like the Batman Beyond. Nice. Kind of oh no, that looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks dude, like you did a great tattoo. job on it. Yeah. Um, Batman Beyond. But I walked in, and I was like, "Yeah, I want, I want a Batman logo." But he said to pull it up on the internet. Like, yeah. thankfully, it's a you know easy enough thing that he was able just to print yeah. off and, and put on me. But if it was like anything like you know not super commercial, I guess, uh, yeah, I probably would have had a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great artist, though. Like, so I think the. Um, the moral of the story today is just do your just do your art, even though it's not good, and yeah. put it out because people will be with you on the journey, and maybe you'll help someone. Exactly. Amen. And at the very least, you're completing something and putting it out. Like, and yeah. you can always you can always use it as like a at the very least use it as a, a way to track like your own growth. Too. Yeah, that's. And cool. I think that's very underrated. Like, you have to be able to you know, see where, where you've come from and how far you've come. And the more that you put out, the better and better that you're just going to be yeah. regardless. Yeah. You have I mean, to work into it. The job of a writer is to write. Yes, yeah, exactly. Of the quote. Um, the more you do it, the better you'll be. Tell us where you can find your stuff. Bazooka Shack! Bazooka Shack! You can find us on YouTube. 
Um, we have a Patreon now that we got getting going. We have a free tier. We have a couple different tiers between five and what do we have? $500 is our highest oh, yeah. tier. That $500 tier is literally called whatever you like. So if you join that $500 tier, we'll do a special recommendation for you. We're going to be looking to have different merch coming out. Um, we're going to start um, regularly uploading everything on there first and then um, YouTube and, and Spotify and all those things um, a little bit later. Um, check out J Lost Profit on Spotify, SoundCloud. J L O S T Profit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, J spelled out J A Y. Oh, J A Y L O S T. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Isoplays. I'm still getting work on getting all that. We got a couple of my Twitter them. and stuff. Spell it out. Over. Spell it out for us. E Y E S O plays. Okay. Yeah. I'll be a guest on that next yeah. week yeah. or whenever. And then by the time that this pops out, we should have a new episode up as well, too. So it should be a pretty good time with it. Awesome. So J-Lost Prophet, ISO Plays. Good day, gang. Bazooka Shack. Bazooka Shack. Good day, gang. Check us out. Thanks, guys. It's been good talking to you. And for the listeners, bye. I couldn't think of anything. Bye, guys. I couldn't think of any way to say bye better than that. Team Love Life. No, trust me, that's the biggest struggle I've had is how to close my stuff. Because lots of them are just like, yeah, go to bed. (laughs) Peace, bitches. Peace out, bitches. (laughs) And guys, remember that you are loved and that we appreciate you. And if you made it this far in the amount of everything, just know that you are super duper special. So put in the comments, let them know that you are, in fact, super duper special. Also, let me know that I'm super duper special. Yes! We need to know. <laughs> I want to be loved. <laughs> Bye, guys. We love you.